buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. My name is Colin Mitchell and welcome to Sales Transformation, a daily podcast with the best moments from the most respected people in the sales world. The goal of this show is to give you a daily dose, weekends included, in 10 minutes or less to help transform the way you sell. I hope you enjoy today's episode and now to David to tell you what you can expect in today's episode. It's time to ditch the feature selling and start storytelling. Many sellers are too focused on the features, the benefits, and the scripts, and they are getting pretty boring. It's time for some storytelling to get the message across. Ravi is here to discuss the power of storytelling and how it can be a game changer for you. So, transform the way you sell with the stories you tell, only here in Sales Transformation. All right, welcome to another episode of Sales Transformation. I am super pumped up today to have Ravi Rajani on today. We're obviously going to talk about storytelling. I don't have the amazing storytelling voice like Ravi does, which you'll see in a minute when he had me on his show. But uh, what Ravi does is he helps sales teams ditch feature selling and start storytelling so they can increase their ACV, reduce their sales cycle, and win relationships for life. So obviously we're going to have some interesting things here to talk about. Ravi, welcome to the show. What's happening, bro? How you feeling, huh? How you feeling? I'm good, man. This is my first interview after being out for a little while. So uh, hopefully I don't, you know, fuck it up or anything like that. Nah, you were good, bro. We're just going to hang out. Kick it, <laughs> talk about storytelling. Uh, ladies and gents, before Colin was like, yeah, we're going to talk about storytelling. And I was like, man, I don't talk about anything else. I just stay in my lane. You know, I just stay yeah. in my lane. So yeah, man, looking forward to chopping it up with you. I hope you have a good story prepared. Well, it depends what you know. <laughs> yeah. We might be in trouble, folks. No. Yeah, exactly. If, the, if if I don't, then I'm just going to be like, oh, sorry, the connection was bad and just click the X at the top of my screen. So Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn technology. Yeah, damn it. Technology, man. <laughs> hey, technology. then we'll have a good story. Then we'll have a good story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So d- just take me back a little bit. Just give us the short, the short story of your professional background and how you got into storytelling. Yeah, bro. Well, I mean, listen, I didn't pop out my mom's womb and go... Yeah, I want to be a storyteller. Like it, it just doesn't she happen. Like, she would have hit you over the head and said, "What the hell is that?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, is, what do you mean? Get a proper job. Um, so it doesn't happen that way for anybody, you know. Except my dad, who knew he wanted to be an accountant at the age of eleven. But I digress. Now, I remember, dude, I was fuming at my mum because she literally shoved me into the same dance school as my little sister when I was about eight or nine years old. And bro, I was so angry on the surface because I was the only dude in school in dance, man. And I was, I was, I suppose petrified is the right word that 
my dirty little secret was about to be exposed to everybody. And it did, but that's another story. But internally, Colin, man, I was hooked. I was like, I love the stage. Eventually, she let me quit when I uh, was probably I'm about to. just picturing you with your dance shoes and outfit. I mean, if we got... That's- that's creepy, Editors, Colin. If, we, if, if we've got pictures, please. It's creepy, Colin. Don't picture that. Stop being creepy. <laughs> um, no, but my mom definitely has some pictures, but I was in it for a couple of years and eventually she let me quit, man, around 10 or 11 years old. But then I stumbled into theatre as a teen. My best friend's dad was a playwright and I didn't even know it. And he said, mm. yo, Rav, do one play, do another, do another. And before I knew it, I was hooked, dude. I loved it. And growing up, people were always like, yo, Rav, uh, you're going to take this whole speaking, presenting or acting thing seriously because we think you're pretty good at it. And I was like, uh, no, like I want to make some yeah. money. Are you kidding me? Yeah. My ego was like, money, status, go get it. So I did the whole business school thing mm-hmm. and ended up on the trading floor where I began my career in sales at Citibank, where I was selling foreign exchange products to big corporates. And eventually, man, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but I started to feel like everything that I had ever wanted on paper was in misalignment with who I actually mm-hmm. was. And that peck that Woody Woodpecker just kept pecking away, man. And it got bigger and bigger over time. And eventually I quit in August, 2016. And in that time I launched what I now call a portfolio career. When I was, you know, doing TV appearances, I was doing radio. I had a blog. I was doing some coaching. I was leading uh, early stage startups in terms of their sales teams and building them out. Loads of different stuff. But eventually dude, I realized these three things. Why are salespeople secretly scared to bring their true personality to every sales conversation. <laughs> Number two is, is why do people not share any stories at all inside of their sales presentations? And why do they all demos, sales conversations, calls, or whatever we want to call it? Why do they all sound the same? They're not unique mm. and they're not memorable, which led me to what I do now, man, my mission that you described at the beginning of our call. Now, hopefully all the salespeople listening, don't kill me for saying this, but I will push back a little bit. They do maybe tell some stories. They're not, not just not necessarily all true stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? No. You do, I, you know what I get to pick on salespeople. I get to pick on salespeople. I think um, we are. No, we've all been there, done that. Uh, not in terms of lying, but in terms of being salespeople. But we know what's really interesting. One question I always get, Colin, from salespeople is, man, you know, when it comes to the conflict of my story, Ravi, like, is it okay to sprinkle some fairy dust over it and like maybe like, like lie and i'm like no like no like, it's put some not lipstick okay. on it yeah put some lipstick yeah. on it right dress it up yeah a little bit. and you know embellish people, it yeah exactly and i don't think that's a good look because no because you're not, it, it, the truth comes out and one it's gonna feel misaligned right just how when you talked about you know you got you know went through the corporate job and did that and you you know, there's, you felt misaligned with, you know, your passion and what you enjoyed doing versus what you were doing. Well, if you're constantly making up stories, you know, you're going to feel like shit most of the time. And it's hard to keep up with that. It's exhausting. Yeah, so, dude, it's exactly, man. You're not going to have a conviction in what you're saying. It's just not ethically moral. And the final thing is, is there's a difference between, 
Most people believe, well, actually, let me take it back. A lot of people feel like their stories are boring when actually mm. it's just the framing and the way they describe it and the way that they share the story. That's a game changer. Yeah. Or the, or just the lack of experience of sharing their story. Mm. Right. Yeah, I mean, man. the more people- you get comfortable in, I mean, people have unique stories, right. And experiences and some, you know, people maybe come from nothing or, you know, have very hard upbringing or whatever the case is, that's all part of their story. Um, and some of that stuff is just, they're scared to share. It's like, well, if I share those things, nobody's going to like me, you know, everybody's going to run away and they're definitely not going to want to do business with me. Yeah, that's right, man. That's right, brother. And I think what's really interesting is, is there's even an often a belief that, I don't have a story to tell. Who would listen to me? I'm just an FDR. I'm just this. I'm just that. And there's always going to be a reason why you can't share your story. But I think the way to think about it when it comes to a sales story, if I had to really boil it down to the fundamentals is what is the million dollar problem that your ideal client is struggling with? Not the symptoms, the underlying root cause of those symptoms, that is the million dollar problem. And then wrapping your stories consistently around that, because then it's going to be not serving you, it's serving the person you want to impact. And that changes the mindset. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you're enjoying the show, drop us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And we hope that you'll tune in again tomorrow as we are here for you every day, weekends included, to help you transform the way you sell.